0: It's time. It's time. Passcode accepted. Now loading the Down South IT podcast. Hello everybody, glad to have you with me. This is the Down South IT Podcast, my name is Clark, coming to you from the heart of Cajun country, deep in the bowels of South Louisiana, where it's pretty much been summer for the last three weeks, I don't know where you've been, but I got a good one for you today. Today we are going to be talking about mesh routers and mesh Wi-Fi systems, what they are, some goods, some bads. And a few good ones that if you want to try them, or if you're in the market for a new router, you might want to give them a shot. And I'll get to that in just one moment. I do, however, want to give you an update and let you know that you can check out everything that I'm going to talk about today on the website, DownSouthITPodcast.com. Right under the embedded player, look for the show prep link and you'll be able to see it right there. I actually do have everything I'm going to talk about today, including links to the the mesh Wi-Fi systems I'm going to talk about. So if you wanted to actually go ahead and see them, pricing the whole nine, everything will be there for you. Again, on the website, DownSouthITPodcast.com, you can find everything right there. And also, not just on SoundCloud, you can find this podcast on just about any platform that you can get podcasts on, basically. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Amazon Music, just about anywhere you get a podcast, you can find it. So whatever platform you like to use, go ahead and look me up. You'll be able to find it there. And whenever you do, like and follow the page. That way you don't miss any new episodes. So appreciate that in advance. So let's jump into the short, shallow side of the pool, shall we? And I actually went through and had a few different ones that, a few different lists that I looked through, uh, one from CNET, one from Tom's Guide, PC Magazine, and Tech Radar, and kind of put my own twist and list together. So it's kind of the normal thing that I do, because I don't like reading one specific place. You know, if you go through one website or one, one different outlet, you know, some, some of their testing is good, some of the other ones are a little better, it just kind of depends. So I always like to read several and then put my own list together. So this is what we did with that. But to get started, what exactly is a mesh router? Well, nine times out of 10, if you have internet at your house, you already have a router, which a router is just basically a device that broadcasts a Wi-Fi signal and then lets your phone, your iPad, your printer, your computer, whatever it happens to be, to connect to it and then routes all of that traffic out to the internet to where you can actually get to something. What a mesh router is, is instead of having that single point of contact for your Wi-Fi signal, that single one box, it's divided into either two or three or four depending on what type of system you have and how many nodes they have. Each different antenna point is called a node. Some some companies call it something different, but basically in the end end user is basically going to be called a node. And however many nodes you have, all of those will act together and create one Wi-Fi network. They will all communicate with each other to not only broadcast that Wi-Fi signal to a much larger area because you have multiple places that is broadcasting from, but they also talk to each other to not only decide which one needs more load or if it has more load that they can transfer to the other one and then route all the traffic back to your modem and out to the internet. So there's a little bit of complex stuff going on with mesh routers, but the whole thing is mainly you want these for coverage. If you have a large home, if you have a multi-story home, You can put all the nodes on different parts of the house and be able to get coverage in a much larger area. Now, if you want to stick to Google's definition, a mesh network is a group of connectivity devices, such as Wi Fi routers, that act as a single network. So there's multiple sources of connectivity around your house instead of a single router. If you want to get a little bit more technical, then you can go to Wiki and they say that a mesh network is a local area network topology in which the infrastructure nodes, i.e. the bridges, the switches, the actual devices, connect directly and dynamically, non-hierarchically, to as many other nodes as possible and cooperate with each other to efficiently route data to and from clients. So again, It's basically all these different devices broadcast the same signal and talk to each other to be able to route all of the network traffic that you have on your Wi-Fi. Now, depending on which system you get, you could either get a Wi-Fi 6 or a Wi-Fi 5 backbone. That's the actual transmission from node to node. And you want it to be at least a 5 gigahertz signal, whether it's Wi-Fi 6 or Wi-Fi 5, it really doesn't matter. The only reason you really want something that's going to be 5 gigahertz is, or even something that might be a little bit higher than that, to be, to be fair, which I'm sure they're going to be coming out with soon, you want something 5 gigahertz because that's going to be the fastest transmission. It, even if you have a regular w- router and it has dual band Wi-Fi, which is 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz, 5 gigahertz is always going to be a lot faster. The only trick with that is because it's faster it actually doesn't go quite as far because wi-fi is weird it's actually not weird it's not just like saying that but <laughs> because it's a higher wavelength because it's a higher band it's faster but it doesn't travel as far walls it doesn't go through walls quite as well and all of that the longer the longer bandwidth stuff like the 2.4 the lower bandwidth that has a lot better ability to transmit through walls, through brick, through copper, you know, pipes, whatever it happens to be. And those will travel out further. They won't be able to handle as much speed as the other as a five gigahertz band, but it still will be able to, you still will be able to connect and actually connect at a longer distance. So therein lies the fun part with these mesh networks is that all the nodes have to be not incredibly close together, but they can't be really far apart either because they actually have to talk to each other. So, because they use that much higher band, they got have to be a lot closer because they need to be able to talk and that band doesn't go as far. So, technically they still need to be fairly close together. But getting into some of the advantages of a mesh network, the biggest one is going to be coverage. If You have a single router, you know, Wi-Fi router at your house right now. Nine times out of 10, there's gonna be some spots where your Wi-Fi is either slow or is basically non-existent. And that's because it doesn't have great coverage throughout the entirety of your house. If you only have that single point, everything radiates 360 degrees. So there's probably some corners, maybe out in the yard or something like that. That you don't actually get signal or get a really bad signal if it's going through a lot of walls. So you might not be able to get internet if you're sitting outside on the porch. But you know if you have a mesh system, those nodes are actually gonna be spread out. So you have a lot wider coverage. You're gonna take up a lot of those dead zones and bad zones. So you'll be able to actually have Wi-Fi out on the back porch, out on the front porch. You know out throughout the entirety of your house. So that's the main draw to these mesh systems, is the coverage. If you have a lot of dead spots or spots where you just can't connect to your internet at your house, this might be a solution you need to look into. One of the other good things is that there's multiple points of failure. You have multiple nodes. So if one goes down, granted, hopefully it's not the main one that's doing the actual routing, But if it's one of the other ones, say you have three, you have your regular one that handles all the routing functions. And if one of the other ones happens to drop, then everything else still works. If you have the one router and something happens, everything goes down. (laughs) So being that you have multiple points of failure, that's actually a good thing because if something happens, your whole network won't drop just because one node drops. Well, depending on which one it happens to be. Next up is customization. You can customize where you want these things to be. Uh, Granted, you will have to find plugs and different things like that. I'll get to some of the disadvantages of these in just a second. But the customizability of it is you'll be able to put these basically anywhere. So your node can be, like I say, as long as it's within the range of the other nodes and you'll be able to it'll be able to still communicate you can get coverage in a lot of different places you can put these on bookshelves you can put them behind the tv you know you can pretty much put it somewhere set it and forget it and that's the good thing about these then that's what a lot of people like about these is that once you set them up they basically they just work you don't have any kind of problems with them I mean, there is going to be a little bit of few things that could be odd and weird about them. But for the most part, once you do it and you get where the coverage where you like it, then you're pretty much set. Next up is the speed. The other good thing about these is the actual speed increase you might see once you're on the network. Because everything is distributed to multiple nodes you can have a computer on one side and you know a laptop on another node and both of them will actually still be able to download something really really fast you won't have any problems because nothing will bog down if you're both on the same one so you got two laptops that are downloading the same thing on the same node then both of those that node will actually transfer some of that work to the other ones that's not doing anything. So it'll be able to distribute that load over the entire network. So that way all the speed stays constant. Now let's get into some of the disadvantages. First one being cost. Usually mesh Wi-Fi systems, because it's multiple devices, tend to cost a lot. Like when I mean a lot, I'm talking anywhere from $250 all the way up to $800. And it just kind of depends on which system you want and how many nodes come with each system. If you want to get an extra one, those cost extra, obviously. So cost is definitely something you kind of want to take into account whenever you're looking into these things. Next up is a multiple points of failure. Again, because there are multiple points of failure, Something can fail, and if, again, if it's that one node that's handling the function of the router, then the entire thing goes down again. So you have that whole thing, but it's also if something happens on one side of the house with one node, then you got to sit there and troubleshoot that one node to get coverage back to that side of the house. So it's a little bit of a funky thing depending on how you want to look at it. Next up is complexity. Basically, these things are made to set and forget once you get everything set up, but some of the apps and some of the web uh, viewers and different things like that are not exactly what I would call intuitive. Some of them are better than others. Uh, Netgear is kind of notorious for being, having a lot of stuff that you can do, but it not being very easy to figure out where it's at. Uh, TP-Link is actually pretty good with theirs as far as their setup and their apps and different things like that So and I'll get to one of those in a little bit, too but for the most part Getting it set up that first time sometimes can be a chore and that's gonna be (laughs) Probably the biggest thing Next up is the power for each device now granted there are multiple devices. So wherever you plan on putting a device, it has to be near a plug. And if you're in, say, an apartment complex or something like that, or if you're in an older house that doesn't have a whole lot of plugs to start with, that might be an issue because you don't have a place to actually plug it in. And not everybody wants to start branching out and putting a lot of things on multiple power strips. So that could be something that you want to look into also. Next up is going to be latency. Now it's not going to be a whole lot. And I've talked a little bit about latency on previous episodes, but for the most part, the only reason you're really going to have latency on a mesh system is because of the route that your data has to take. So it might not seem like a lot and it really won't be a whole lot of latency considering, but it will add a couple of three milliseconds to say a ping test or, you know, something like that. If you're just browsing websites or something like that, it may have some kind of it may have a little bit of an impact, but you're not really gonna notice it. If you're gaming on a mesh Wi-Fi system, depending on which one it is, if you get a higher end one, they kinda they have a quality of service thing, you know, setting on there where you can actually get it to where gaming will take precedence. So you get the lower latency of a regular router in those mesh systems. But for the most part, it'll add just a touch more when it from the time that you click till the time that a page starts to load. Now, Grant, again, under normal use, it's not going to be that big of a deal. If you're gaming, you're going to notice it a lot more. Uh, if you do anything that's time-oriented, it, you might see a little touch of an impact. But for the most part, just because there's going to be a touch more latency, it's I don't think it'll be a problem for most people. So now that we've gone through some good, some bad, let's get to some of the, the list. Because I'm sure that's probably what you're still hanging on for anyway. So we're going to go starting off not in any particular order. I just pick these at random so just bear with me first up is going to be the top performing and that's going to be the asus zen wi-fi et8 this is a wi-fi 6e mesh system they run between four and four hundred and fifty dollars for two nodes so it's not a whole you're getting (laughs) you're getting a lot for those two nodes but these are pricey to start off you're getting two and a half gigabit uh wan so if you have a multi-gig internet connection, you will be able to take advantage of that. You'll get about three gigs between the nodes. So anything over the network is going to run really, really fast. It does run tri-band, which means it has 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi, five gigahertz Wi-Fi, and a five gigahertz uh, backbone. So that way, you know, everything will be fast. This system is one of the ones that if you really wanted to future-proof or you're in the mix of replacing a really high end router these might be what you're looking for and because it's wi-fi 6e so this is the the fastest and most current standard that there is so if you are trying to replace a really high end router and you want to go with a mesh system and not really lose anything this might be the one that you need to look into. Next up is the entry-level Wi-Fi 6E, and this one's from TP-Link. It's the Deco AXE 5400. This is a two-node system, and they run about $235 for both of those. It is Wi-Fi 6E. It's not quite as fast as the uh, the Asus version that I just talked about, but it does have one WAN and two LAN ports, so you not only get the connection to your your modem from your isp but you do also have two lan ports on the quote-unquote router node but the satellite node also has two LAN ports so you can plug in ethernet devices to it also so this will get you in the mesh game at a fairly reasonable price the coverage and the performance will be up there with the Asus. It won't be quite as fast. It'll still be there there if you don't if you have a still have a fairly quick internet service. They actually do come with several security features that you can go through and set up. And they also have a paid service that you can get a few more security uh, features if you want for 5.99 a month. So it's kind of depends on what you want. The ones that do come for free though are Fairly useful if you really wanted to get into it. It the the paid ones are more for like I uh, Internet of Things device recognition and different things like that. That you have to get it kind of deep into a couple of different databases to find out what they are. So it something like that. Like I say, unless you have a lot of Internet of Things devices around your house and your neighborhood that might be, you can probably go without that, but some of the other security stuff is actually fairly decent and you probably would want to take advantage of it. Next system is going to be the most easily expandable. And this is the Eero 6 Plus. It comes, it's a three node system and they start at $300. This one has a, just a Wi-Fi six backbone and it's a AX 3000 speed over the network. So it, you won't have any issues or bogs or anything like that even if you have a gigabit connection these will cover up to 44 4500 square feet now eero was kind of the pioneer in mesh wi-fi before they were bought out by amazon and when they were bought out by amazon they kind of went to the wayside for the first couple of years these that uh, this Eero 6 plus is actually last year's model But they updated it last year with better performance. They have gigabit Ethernet ports on them now. They'll have service support up to gigabit Internet service. I can't speak right now. And if you need more coverage, you can actually just add in another node, and they're really easy to do. The nodes run about $140 a piece. You can get them on Amazon. They're really easy to put, put in there. And on top of that, these actually have a couple of other tricks up their sleeve. And you can, if you already kind of in the Amazon ecosystem and you have a couple of Amazon Echoes, you can actually use those as a Wi-Fi extender. So between using an Amazon Echo as an extender in one area, that way you don't have to technically get another node. If you really don't want to, you can just kind of enable that functionality and do that. All the nodes actually also have Bluetooth and Zigbee radios in them, so if you wanted to use these to control a lot of your smart home devices, especially if you have Zigbee devices like light bulbs and door locks and things like that, all of these have that as well, so that'll help out with the coverage for your smart home stuff. Last up on the list is going to be the best value, and this is going to be the Netgear Orbi AC1200, and these will run you... It's a Three-node system for about 100 bucks. You might be able to find it even cheaper if you kind of poke around because it's not the latest and greatest of Wi-Fi. AC1200 is still fast, but it's not 6E. It's not, you know, it's not crazy fast. But what Netgear did with these, on besides the other Orbi models, because Netgear has several different models out of these, And what they did was they took everything out that you really wouldn't need. So they stripped out pretty much everything, but they left the reliability. So if you want a smooth, consistent Wi-Fi signal and you don't want to spend a ton of money on it, this is probably going to be your best bet. Again, AC1200 is from like a couple of years ago. It won't be the fastest, it won't be the most crazy and balls to the wall mesh Wi-Fi system on the planet. But again, it's only a hundred bucks or less. So you gotta kind of you know curb expectations a little bit. But if you're just looking for something basic, if you don't have a very crazy fast, you know, internet signal from your ISP as it goes, if you're running DSL that only has like 50 meg or something like that, this will completely and utterly be fine for that. You won't have any kind of problems with that. If you're doing multi gig internet from your provider, then this probably won't be a good value for you. But if you're, if you don't need something crazy, but you still want to try it and get into the mesh game, this might be something to look into. And that completes the list. Again, if you wanted links to any of these that I talked about today, you can go look on the website downsouthitpodcast.com. Right under the embedded player, look for the link for show prep. Everything will be right there. It's episode 1006. You can go ahead and hit that, and it'll bring everything up that I talked about today, including all the links pricing the whole nine. So if you want to go check that out, hit up the website. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you all listening and hanging out to the end. I'm going to go ahead and end it like I always do with a paraphrase from Albert Hubbard. Technology can replace the work of many people but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for listening. I love you. I'll see you right back here on the next episode of the Down South IT Podcast. Later.